Swagoo and Perk, an ESPN podcast led by its namesake hosts, Marcus Spears, that's Swagoo, and Kendrick Perkins, that's uh, Perk. We've got new episodes every Tuesday morning. Spears and Perkins will bring listeners the latest NBA and NFL news, as well as a look inside their lives, career journeys, and their can't-miss conversations. That's Swagoo and Perk. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And also available on ESPN's YouTube channel. Hello, welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA. And now, on YouTube, the full show for our Friday podcast with these two gentlemen, Tim Bontemps, who looks like he's at home in Boston joining us. I didn't even ask him, but I think that looks like the home office. I'm not hearing Bontemps. Jeez, wait, this is a hell of a start, Bon Temps. It's no called kidding. a hell of a button. A hell of a start. This I'm is, here. This is this is the first Boston. time. This is the first time Bon Temps has ever been on Zoom. McMahon, this is amazing. <laughs> hey, hey, good job by our producers to hit the mute button on Bon Temps. Keep that thing handy. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ben McMahon. Howdy, partners. So we are now on YouTube for this show. I can't believe that they're going to allow this face to be on YouTube, but hopefully they'll have a lot of highlights uh, covering me up. And every now and then, McMahon, since you're a good-looking guy, you should just talk so that you get on the front of the screen. <laughs> One thing I don't have a problem doing is flapping my gums. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this weekend, uh, McMahon, I don't know, are you an official all-star voter? I, I know Bontemps and I <clears throat> Nope. The NBA has stripped me of all – voting privileges. Uh, you could say that I am banned from the voting process. I don't know why. I don't know what I've done to ruffle feathers up in uh, the New York offices, but I have no official voting rights. Okay. Well, we like it that way. We have to leave uh, it to the adults. That's why. <laughs> um, so Thanks, Captain. <laughs> bon Temps and I, uh, well, by the way, we're recording this on uh, Thursday morning. Um, bon Temps and I uh, have to turn in our ballots for our starters, official starters. I think, is it tomorrow? It's Friday. Saturday night. Saturday, Saturday night. night. I've already gotten two emails from the league office going, hey, remember that you're voting. Uh, please g- give us your votes. This is what happens. They, they give you a deadline and then they immediately start asking for your for your for your vote so that's sound like editors happening. i was gonna say i can relate to that even though i don't have voting privileges. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i gotta fill out my ballot which i'm gonna do today um but we are going to use this show to select our all-stars both our starters and reserves five starters each i assume i'm planning on telling you who i'm officially putting to the nba i assume you are as, as well bon temps that is that is correct and McMahon uh, is, is uh, I will, t- you know, maybe McMahon will talk me into something. I, I was going to say, I, I am trying to influence the, pro- the, the process by talking some sins into you guys. Um, then there will be seven reserves. Now, can I just say before we start, I believe since there is now, well, now there's 15 guys who are active, right? In COVID mm-hmm. times, 15 guys can be active. But in if normal- you count two ways, it's 17, the 15 active roster guys. Right. Uh, but in an individual game. How many guys can be active? 15. 15. Uh, yeah, 15. 15. It, before COVID, it was 13. And I don't understand why all-star rosters have not expanded to at least 13. Why are they still 12? Why can't they be 13? I, don't, I haven't heard an answer on why, but they are still 12. And it's not – I mean, you know that there's guys who don't want to play that much, and you know that having – it's not like 
you're watering it down. I, I just, I think the league should do 13. I don't know why they're not. And I'm just going to say it here right now, but um, let's start. And I think, I think it's going to be relatively easy to start in the, in the West. Cause I think the West uh, starters are a little bit simpler. So at least I view it that way. So let's start there. So the way the all-star ballot works is you vote for three front court players um, for decades. You had to, have one be a center. That's no longer the case. Three front court players. They can all be small forwards. Um, that won't be the case this year, but um, they can the all be centers. Court, they could all be centers. Uh, also won't be the case this year. Yes, it and will be in the West. Okay. So McMahon, why don't we start with you? Why don't you give us your Western conference front court, your three players. My three centers are Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert and LeBron James. <laughs> Fair point. That's right. I, yeah, that was, that was quite the setup by McMahon. Just repeatedly <laughs> uh, hammering it, it, home he was going to have three centers. So it's it pretty clear where over, you're going with that. It zoomed over my head. You like so. that one. Uh, and then obviously Steph and John Morant's the guy I'm going with. The, as I didn't know they guard. played the front court. I, he just keeps going. Oh, I'm ahead sorry. And back I'm court. sorry. My just, bad. My bad. My just bad. Paying, just paying me, no attention. Listen, you, you told me front to, court. Buddy. You also told me to talk a lot. Okay. That's true. Sorry. Front court. <laughs> my, all right. I don't think there's. I don't think there's much of it. In all honesty, is anybody here not going with Steph Curry and John ja Morant for, for no the, for the backcourt? That's that. Yeah. That's pretty. The way Ja has played uh, over the past few weeks, that's made that pretty open and shut. I think. And, and Ja has passed Luka Doncic in the fan voting. So yeah. Uh, if you win the fan voting and the media voting, uh, the players also get a, a component of this. But I think that's what's going to be. I don't know if there's much yeah. argument there um yeah for people but, that don't know it's 50 50 of the share goes to the fan vote and then 25 percent each is for media and player votes so right and the reason they have the media and players do it is so that zaza pachulia doesn't get voted in to start which almost happened that is, that is correct shout out to georgia and then not <laughs> not the national football champs right okay so uh bon temps your western conference front court uh i I had Jokic and LeBron as two starters. I have Draymond Green penciled in as my third starter. I went back and forth with him and Rudy Gobert. I still haven't decided yet which way I was going to go. I was going to let you guys hash it out and then help me make a decision on that spot because I think you can go either way. Yeah, so um, the fans have Andrew Wiggins right now, slightly ahead of Paul George um, in the most recent fan voting. Uh, I would be, it would be interesting if Wiggins gets the fan vote, um, considering the two guys directly behind, actually the three guys behind him are all injured right now. Paul George, Anthony Davis, and Draymond Green. Those are the four, five, and six in the current fan voting. Um, I think there's a good chance he could get number three in the fan vote. I don't think, do you think he has a shot in the media vote? Or no. the player vote? No, I'd be, so I'd be, no. I'd be very, I'd be very surprised. There's been a pretty strong push in the Bay to try to get him as a third All Star, and I have a sneaking suspicion if Draymond Green is unable to play in the All Star game that he will be put in as a uh, commissioner's pick as a reserve would be my guess because I don't think he'll get voted in as a reserve either. Um, I would not have Andrew Wiggins in the All Star game personally. He's had a nice year, but yeah, I, that, I agree. With but that. that's how I see that is going to go. Yeah, he, he's had a good year. He, he's not an all-star. There's several players in the West that are more deserving. I, it is right. interesting to me that in the fan vote, like how is Andrew Wiggins more popular than Draymond? That, that I, befuddles me. 
Well, I think number one, uh, it goes to just the overall power of the Warriors brand because the Warriors are on TV a lot. And so the Warriors we, have also been heavily pushing Andrew Wiggins. To yeah, make but I'm saying all star like, game. Draymond Green plays for the Warriors. So that, that that's I, I, I don't right. Get it. But but Draymond Green has been around and been an all star for a while. I think there's a. There's a, there, there's an in, there's a new interest in the way Wiggins is playing. I think, uh, but I, I do you're making a good point. You know, he he's has, also a Canadian. He's also Canadian star from Toronto, which I think probably gives him a bit of a boost. Yeah. Also, yeah, but he doesn't even play for Team Canada. I mean, give me a break. Listen, he played for it, he played for Team Canada this past summer. They just didn't make it to the Olympics because okay, lost. so I fine. He didn't play in the part that I watched. Then um, <laughs> I didn't watch that qualifying crap. <laughs> uh, but. So if the Warriors need a third, then we need to discuss DeAndre Ayton or, or Macal Bridges because if the Warriors get a third, then the best team in the West well, has to. We will be discussing reserves in a moment. You're uh, you're going down a path where none. We all yeah. have agreed that Andrew Wiggins shouldn't be in the All Star game. So okay. making it making an right. argument about that is a bit silly, Big Bad. All right. That's what so I my uh, so so I have uh, Nikola Jokic, who I'm a big supporter of, as you guys know, He's a huge, terrific player. Uh, so much so that I voted for him for MVP. There's no much more of a compliment you can give a player than giving him your first place official MVP vote. I, after I after lobbying it. viciously against him, that 49-point oh. triple-double nudged Wendy in the given Jokic the all-star nod last night. Yeah, that's right. That was a pretty impressive. Pushed him over uh, the edge. Let's get back to the actual ball. debate about Draymond and Rudy Gobert, if there is one, though. Yeah, so, so LeBron is also on my ballot, and he will, of course, make it. Um, the question is of whether he or Curry will be the quote unquote captain Curry in the most recent um, all-star uh, release was uh, slightly ahead of LeBron, but LeBron's been playing terrifically. Curry's been level. LeBron also made up a pretty massive gap in the fan vote from the first round to the second round. So I would suspect that he'll pass him in the next round. Yeah. We'll and he's playing just awesome. He's playing having a great year, even though the Lakers aren't. Um, so, you know, go bears. Um, Gobert's candidacy increased by the fact that when he went out with COVID, the Jazz took a nosedive. Uh, the problem, McMahon, is that Oof. Gobert has come back and the Jazz are still <laughs> nosediving. Well, he came um, back and it's like statement win against the Nuggets. Rudy's back. All's right yeah. with the Jazz. And then I don't know which is more embarrassing these days, losing to the Lakers or losing at home to the Rockets. <laughs> Let, the uh, Rockets. Like Lakers on a second night of a back to back on the road or at home to the Rockets. Well, eh, I will say know, this. The Lakers, the Lakers beat the Jazz the other night at home, and it was hailed as like this potentially the best win <laughs> of the season. And you know, every minus, Lakers right. win is hailed that way. Yes. You're yes. you're right. But this one was like, oh, it saved Frank Vogel's on job. the second night at, on the second night of a back to back when a team had a historically bad shooting luck performance. And then yeah, they proceed to blow a lead in the fourth quarter and lose to the well, Indiana Pacers, on. who have a million injuries. So there right. we go. Okay. There's the Lakers just, season in a nutshell. Just hold on. Hold on, Bontemps. The the Jazz have lost six of seven. Yes. <laughs> they are one in they are one in six, and they just lost the Rockets at home. And that win is regarded as a statement win for the Lakers. Just a big statement. Big yeah. statement. Just to frame everything. Yeah. Um, so I would say that Gobert's position, even just with the team performance, has been damaged in this. Yeah. Last and. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, we will see if Draymond is even available for the All-Star game. You I know, would be surprised for, if he is. 
Yeah, that's so, my that's my assumption at this point too. Yeah, that that you know when you talk about uh, some an issue with a disc leading to uh, tightness in the calf, like that's pretty concerning stuff. But just evaluating yeah. their cases, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you if if you don't pick Gobert, you're you're, you know, you're a fool. Blah, blah, blah. But I think that defensively, we're talking about the two best impact defenders in the league, you know, and, and, you know, we can debate who's having the better defensive year, whatever that that's a debate offensively. Um, you know, Draymond is, is definitely a guy who is an impact offensive player. He makes life a hell of a lot easier for Steph Curry, you know, in, in, in that system, he is such a unique playmaker. Uh, Rudy is, is a similar, uh, kind of, uh, key cog to the jazz offense with his like Rudy's screening to the jazz offense is equivalent to Draymond's passing to the Warriors offense. Uh, the difference is Rudy averages 16 points a game. He averaged twice as many points a game. And, uh, you know, he's shooting better than 70% for the four, I believe still leading the, the league in field goal percentage. And then Gobert leads the league in rebounding by a, by a pretty wide margin by over a rebound per game. So that's where I, I lean toward, uh, Rudy just kind of on the statistical uh, contribution. Well, here's what I think is going to happen. More. I think even if Draymond Green, who is likely, I think he's going to, I'm right now I'm going to have him on my ballot. Uh, I think Draymond Green has a decent chance of winning the fan and media. I'm sorry, the media and uh, player player voting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he can't play Rudy Gobert is likely to make the team and he's going to, he may get to start anyway. He'll start. So yeah. He so that'd be my guess. is that, is that the commissioner's choice who starts because it, no, let's it's be the real. Co- it'll be the coach's choice. Who starts. Oh, coach's choice. Okay. Yeah. Because Rudy is going to be way down on the fan list. And, and if we're being realistic, he's probably going to be pretty far down on the player list because for whatever reason, like Rudy Gobert is not popular among players. I think that is fair to say. So in no way, shape, he's not or form, popular among some of his own teammates. <laughs> depends on the day. Uh, in, in some way, shape, or form, or no, in no way, shape, or form, rather, do I expect Rudy Gobert to actually be named a starter. I'm just arguing that he deserves to be. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click ranger.com or just stop by. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch assist and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seat Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP, H-O-O-P. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Yeah, there's no so, question. There's no question he deserves to. I mean, I, I went back and forth on that spot a bunch. I just ultimately went with Draymond because of his impact at both ends and the fact that the Warriors have a couple more wins. You know, well, when Draymond was playing, they were untouchable. Since he's gotten hurt, they've been touchable. Yes. So that's yeah. all you need to. All right. So let's take a look at the East. The East is interesting. So 
Um, we'll start in the front court, and Bontemps, we'll start with you. Uh, I, I think. Mean, do we front... even do we even do we even have to talk? We should we do we have to okay, talk about so, front court more than thirty seconds? Okay, so the front court is almost certainly going to be uh, Durant, Giannis, and Embiid. Those are the yeah. three top vocators by a, a, a mile. Uh, I assume the media is going to be the same. Durant will not be able to play in all right. likelihood. And so then he would be replaced by somebody else, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Right. Um, so now we get down to the guards. The league has designated DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine as guards for the Bulls. Ridiculous. This, it's ridiculous that DeMar DeRozan's a guard. It's but he is. Well, you can't have DeMar DeRozan be classified a guard and Zach Levine to be classified as a guard because they're well, starting guards. They start now Lonzo Ball's hurt. They start Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine at guard every game. No, Lonzo is essentially playing power forward. No, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball is the power forward. Didn't didn't you know that? I mean, it's it's so, ridiculous. So this, this decision by the league to to designate DeRozan as a guard. In fact, the thing about it is, we're talking about who might replace Durant. Yeah, the Eastern Conference coach will probably start him at forward, because my guess is he'll start another guard. Right. There's um, a really deep guard pool. There's not a deep forward pool. Yeah. It actually really so, messes up the the voting this year. So DeRozan is far and away. He's the um, he's the leader in guards. He's getting he will he will be voted in uh, by the sure. players. I mean, he's going to make it as yeah. a starter. Um, he's, he's got my vote too. like to, by, to be clear. This is nothing about DeMar's candidacy as an all star. Obviously, he deserves to be in the game. It's just he if you're going down the ballot, it doesn't make any sense to have him as a forward. It's going to knock it out a good player who deserves so, to right. make it. So, so the fight and we'll get into that in the reserves. One of the, the biggest fight and where we're going to have the snubs is in the East guard pool and the East guard pool is deep partially because they've designated DeRozan as a guard. And again, DeRozan has played guard a lot of his career. You know, if you'd ask the average casual NBA fan is DeMar DeRozan a guard, they'd be like, yeah, he's a two guard, but he does not play guard for the bulls. And we know this because they already designated two other guards (laughs) on the ballot with Lonzo ball, and Zach Levine, you are able to vote three starting guards for the Bulls. You uh, could actually start four. I mean, if you want, you could vote for Alex Caruso. They have, they, I think he's in the top 10 in the fan vote or somewhere in there, too. I mean, I mean, they got hey, guards they, galore. They start a four guard lineup. Clearly. They don't start a four guard lineup, apparently, in the NBA All Star game. So, <laughs> so, then, so then the question then, Von Temps, is you have DeRozan on there. Who is your second guard in the East? My, mine was Trey Young. Um, I, I think Trey has been phenomenal this year. Obviously, the Hawks have disappointed, but when he's on the court, they have the best offense in the league. And when he's off the court, they have the worst offense in the league, pretty much. And, you know, Trey, for whatever reason, sort of like Rudy, he's maybe the guard equivalent of Rudy, where I think he sort of just doesn't get the respect he deserves for whatever reason. A lot of the time he didn't make the All-Star game last year, which I thought was ridiculous. Um, He's a terrific player. And, you know, there's a bunch of guys we can go through, which we'll go through later. But I I thought he was the guy that deserve to start next to DeRozan. So he got my vote. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and honestly, it wasn't a very difficult decision. You can point to the Hawks record, but Bond Tim's just noted it. Trey Young is an elite offense by himself. Like by he, himself. Yep. Yeah. He, if you have Trey Young, you will be an elite offense when he's on the floor. He's averaging 28 points, nine and a half assists. And, you know, the other thing is like the all-star game, basically Yes, it's about that season, but it's also about getting the best players in that game. And Trey Young, last year in the playoffs, you know, led them on that run to the East Finals. That kind of knocked out the, oh, you can't win with Trey Young uh, argument. And look, he's one of the most entertaining players in the league. 
He's a guy Certainly people who you want, want to see in an all-star game. Yes. yes, no question. Yeah, so I would love to have put Zach Levine here to sh- point out the hypocrisy uh, <laughs> of the of this ballot. Um, but uh, Zach got hurt recently, um, or he had COVID. I can't remember. Was it COVID or an injury? I oh, he 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 is hurt currently. Hurt right. his knee the other day. Right, that's right. He's he's out, and they won't say for how long. They just said it's not structural, but nobody knows how long he's going to be back. Um, so, uh, even though the the Hawks are a disappointment, in fact, you could argue there may be the bigger disappointment in the league, probably even a bigger disappointment than the Lakers, to be honest with you. Um, but his performance is uh, is terrific, and and he's also dealing with. They took some tools out of his toolbox when they changed the the foul call rules. Now. We could argue about whether or not, I mean, certainly that was the right decision. I don't believe he should have gotten some of those foul calls, but he had to change his game a little bit and he's still having his most effective season, arguably of his career. So uh, I agree with that. So, all right. So that's, we, we kind of, you know, not much uh, drama here uh, amongst the starters uh, before we go on to the reserves where I am anticipating uh, shenanigans uh, from, Ooh. from McMahon amongst others. Um, we have we had we did this for a while last year and it's back. It's our weekly trivia question, which is brought to you by CarMax. CarMax Shop loving on, the YouTube life. We like it. Yeah, we do love it. Shop online and on the lot with home delivery in select markets with CarMax. Okay, so I am coming up with the trivia question for today. Joel Embiid on two, with Wednesday night scored fifty points in twenty. Seven minutes. Um, Notice we're not doing a Jokic trivia question, McMahon. We're doing a trivia question. I'm, we'll, no, 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 no trivia. <laughs> no trivia about a forty-nine point triple double, huh? No trivia about a forty-five point one-handed strike across the court over a double team for the game-winning dime, huh? No trivia no. about that. Okay. Didn't make it. It was sexy no as hell, baby. Can I, can I also? Can I also you know, very quickly but this point is ironic out that once again you're saying that indeed. You're you're de-emphasizing an Embiid performance because, in your opinion, he didn't play enough. Didn't play enough. I know he scored 50 points in 27 minutes, but he didn't play enough. Okay, you you know, noted. The you know the big fella notes it too. I just I just want to point out that after that game, Nikola Jokic said, "I make passes like that all the time," which I thought was an amazing quote. I just we'll, 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 we'll get we'll get to the yes, and he's not lying. We'll get to the Embiid trivia question now, but I love that. All quote. right, it was great. So. 50 points in 27 minutes and three seconds. The second fewest minutes played in a 50-point game in the shot clock era. Who scored 50 points in fewer minutes in the shot clock era than Joel Embiid? It is an active player. It happened in 2018. I saw this stat today, so I'm going to let Bond Temps. I'll, I'll tell you the answer if you can't get it, Bond Temps. Well... I was at Clay Thompson's 60-point game, which I think happened in 31 minutes. 29 uh, minutes. 29 minutes. I knew – I thought – I, I that, was an, that was maybe the single best game performance I've ever seen in person. It was up there. Um, I'm trying to think. 2018, less than 28 minutes. So, Clay Thompson I'm, in 2016 scored 60 points in 29 minutes. I wonder how – how much time he, you know, it's not denoted in here. This could be a flaw in the stat. How how much time was left when he got his fiftieth point? 
Yeah, but how much time did like when Kobe had 81 or or, or the game that okay. Kobe had 62 right, against the Mavericks and was outscoring them after right, three quarters enough. and sat the fourth quarter? I'll I'll I hmm, I'm trying to think of who I would say. Um Clay's the only guy I can think of that scores that many that fast, but I know how it's about, not the answer. How about, ding so. ding ding ding? How about is it way, is it him? It is in fact Clay Thompson. Okay, well that well that who I'm glad I kept 50, just saying him because I got it right by default. <laughs> who scored 52 points in 26 minutes and 33 seconds? In was that the Kings game? Um, when he scored 31 good, in the when he scored 31 in the third quarter. It's a good follow up. That's a good follow up. I don't have that in front of me. Oh, oh sorry. God, way to go, Wendy. <laughs> but Jeez, I will say please. that in 2018, this is why this was hard because. In 2018, C.J. McCollum had 50 points in 29 minutes, and Damian Lillard had 50 points in 29 and a half minutes. Yeah, Dame, that same Dame, Dame would have been another. Dame would have been another yeah. good uh, answer. But yeah, Clay. Clay. I mean, it's it. A. It's great to see Clay back on the court, and B. It's just unbelievable. Oh, it was in the Bulls game. That's right. They played Chicago. That's right. Yeah. They, so he, they, he's, they annihilated he's twice Chicago. scored 50 and under. In under yeah. 30 minutes, Clay, when Clay gets hot, he's unlike anybody else in the league because he'll shoot literally from anywhere. He barely has the ball in his hands and he lets it go and he doesn't have to dribble ever to score like that game. Yeah. He scored 60. I think he dribbled like 11 times. The whole yeah, game. I think Tom Haberstroh looked that up and I think he had like 11 dribbles when he scored. Yeah, 62 un- unbelievable. Yeah, our guy, um, our guy Jackson, uh, Jackson, our producer says it, that was the 14 three game. Yes, that's right. And, and what's, right. what's crazy is he'll, he'll have 52 points and have touched the ball 52 seconds. You yeah, know, it's, it's really unbelievable. By the way, since we, since we did talk about Joel Embiid and we didn't talk about him in the Eastern conference front court section, I would just like to point out that uh, he is playing at an insane level right now. And if I'm looking at that team, the Philadelphia 76ers going into the trade deadline, they have to make a Ben Simmons trade, in my opinion. They, you cannot go to the summer and say, we're going to wait and see what we can get in six months for Ben Simmons. When you have Joel Embiid, who, as we all know, has not exactly had the greatest health history and is arguably playing better than anybody on the planet. And you look at the East with Kevin Durant going down with an injury, with you know Draymond Green out in the West, with the Lakers a mess, um, if the if the Sixers can get some pieces back for Ben Simmons, some real pieces, they should really think they have a chance to get out of the East and maybe win the title. This what year if what if uh, like this? What if Daryl Morey just just by intuition just has a, a strong feeling in his gut that the James Harden sign and trade is going to be there this summer? Well, I'll tell just, you what, just by intuition, sure, just by intuition. Uh, my intuition tells me that Monday night. The Nets were in Cleveland to play the Cavaliers and James Harden was isolated on the wing against Lowry Markkinen and not only couldn't get by him, fell down and threw the ball into the backcourt for a dunk that cost his team the game. Uh, that moment, while James has is we're going to talk about James in a bit. I think he should be in the all-star game. He does not look like a guy that to me, I'd be wanting to pay $50 million a year going forward. And I wouldn't be burning a year of Joel Embiid's prime, which the Sixers can argue what their record is when Joel's on the court this year, et cetera. They're not good enough to win the title with this team, with Ben Simmons sitting on the bench, not playing. I just, to me, they've got to do something over the next few weeks to improve this team and give themselves a chance. Cause Joel Embiid well, is playing too well to just let this go by without doing yeah, something. It, it's, it's almost a dereliction of duty 
yes. general manager. Daryl Lichten, get you. it? Daryl Lichten. <laughs> mm, good job. Uh, I also want to point out that while there is injuries in Chicago and injuries in Golden State, uh, by the way, talk about a, a little bit of a news dump. Um, Anthony Slater from The Athletic just had this story out over the last weekend that James Wiseman, you want to know why he hasn't been back? Because he had a second knee surgery hmm. in December. And now we don't know about Draymond. And who knows with Kyrie and who knows with, with Durant. Milwaukee Bucks, despite having all kinds of COVID issues and injury yep. issues and whatever, yep. just are going merrily along with no drama. They slap the Grizzlies across the face on Wednesday night in a game where Ja played great. And Drew Holiday is just coming back from his latest issues. He Grizzlies did have him. a bunch of guys out, to be fair to Memphis. In, in, including Desmond Bain in, was out, but, including yeah. West All-Star candidate Desmond Bain. Okay, well, fine. But Jaron Jackson scored 29, and, Jer- That's and right. John Moran had 33. It wasn't like That's right. they, they did nothing. And Milwaukee slapped him across the face. When Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday play this year, the Bucs are 17-3. and three. Okay. And no drama to this point. No drama. Yep. Just going along. Uh, about their business. And maybe Daryl sees that and says, we're not beating them anyway. So I don't know what's in there, but that's certainly uh, a fair point. Okay. Now to the reserves. Uh, We'll start in the East. So seven reserves. I don't know how you want to do this. Um, We want to go, we want to do the, you know, three, two, and then wild cards or. Yeah, we should do it. We should do it the way the coaches do it. Okay. So the coaches have, uh, well, they, it's two backcourt spots, three front court spots like the starters, and there's two wild cards where you can pick anybody for those okay. two spots. All right, Bontemps, give me your, give me uh, your, give me those five. Give me your three front court and your two reserve, uh, your, your three front court and two guard reserves. Uh, before so, we so my two backcourt spots are Zach Levine, who we talked about before, having a great year for the Bulls. Hopefully he's healthy by then and able to play, but he's been terrific along with DeMar. Um, And Fred Van Vliet, who has not made the All-Star game before, but is leading the league in minutes, is averaging 40%, shooting 40% from three, has been fantastic this year for the Raptors, um, a team that people thought were going to be down out of the play-in tournament again and are flirting with being out of the tops, into the top six. Um, had a tough loss to, to the Mavericks last night um, down in Texas. But um, what, what, what was Van Vliet's numbers in that? You could tell me. You were there. I mean, he went four of 20 from the floor. I mean, three, three I'm going to talk. That should definitely talk, invalidate his entire first half. I'm going to talk about a guy who I watched last night go five for 19 or five for 20 and also is going to be in the All-Star game, I think, too. So uh, one game doesn't determine anything. Uh, but I think Fred has been great. And I, I think he's deserving of making it though. Again, like as we've talked about there, there's eight or 10 guards you can make a real case for in the East. Um, and then my front court candidates are uh, Jimmy Butler, who I thought was the only real shoe in among the forwards. He's been terrific once again uh, for the heat. Um, Jared Allen from the Cavs, who has been the linchpin of their defense, which has been the reason that they have been such a shocking team this year along with Evan Mobley and sort of by default as my third front court guy, I have Jason Tatum from the Celtics. Now Tatum is averaging 25 a game. His numbers across the board from a per, per game. His shooting is just absolutely wretched. It is. His, his shooting is terrible. Now I, I was, as I watched him miss a million shots last night, I think he was five for 19 and 0 for seven from three. 
I asked Matt Williams, our stats guru with the stats information group to look up some shooting luck numbers. And he is virtually at the bottom of the league in shooting luck. Uh, basically what his, what the shots he takes, what the expected percentage of them is compared to what he actually is making, um, which certainly checks out with watching him. Cause this Celtics team, which is 28th in the league, by the way, in expected shooting luck, uh, just misses so many wide open shots. Been a this problem is what for them all Bra- season. Brad Stevens has given some interviews in the last week to some outlets. I know the Boston globe and the athletic, and he has said this exact same thing. He said, our team is a better shooting team than it's shooting, but you know, and I know, and I appreciate that, that there, there, there's an attempt to apply logic to progression to the mean, which is what you're looking for if you're a Celtics fan, not regression, but progression right. to the mean. And I appreciate that there's, a, there's an attempt to, 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 to do that and that that's, that's, it has value. But if, if you're 40 games in, it's almost like what your record is. You are what your record says you are. You are what your percentages say you are. For sure. And 32% 32, 32 from three and 41% from the field is not great. But when you look at the other candidates in the forward spots, I mean, whether it's Pascal Siakam or Demonis Sabonis um, or Miles Bridges. I think Jalen Brown, Chris Middleton. I think of Jalen Moore as a guard. But either way, like Chris Middleton too, like, Chris, he's missed a bunch of time, Milton, with injuries. Well, like, I'm, I'm going to save this until I give one, but I've got a candidate. I'm going to save it, but go okay. ahead. Yeah, I, ultimately, I went back and forth on a bunch of guys, and I sort of settled on Tatum because I thought he was the best choice of a, you know, of a difficult batch to try to choose from. But he was my third one. So there's my All right. five guys there. Okay, McMahon. Okay, so guards, I agree with uh, Zach Levine, although we'll see if he's, uh, if he's available for the game. Um, so the, 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 at the other guard spot, the two guys I'm deciding between, I I've got Van Vliet as a wild card candidate. Um, I'm deciding between James Harden and drew holiday. And so James Harden is not having a good year by his standards. He is still having an all-star season. Yep. You know, he, I mean, he's still, uh, right up there at the top of the league in assists. He's, you know, I mean, he's still, uh, one of the, one of the, he's a top 10 offensive player. In, in the league still. Um, Drew Holiday uh, is a quality number two offensive option. And if we're talking about the best defensive guards in the league, he is very prominent in that conversation. Uh, I'm going to go with Drew Holiday over Harden just based on, hey, that's a dude coming off a championship season. That's a dude who I, you know, is, is like Harden's had some pretty dog moments, is, is <laughs> one of which you pointed out. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give the nod to holiday over him. And, and, and I agree with you that the, the front court candidates, it's, I'm not, you know, Jimmy Butler. Yes. Uh, Jared Allen, um, because the Cavs are one of the great surprise teams, you know, he is, uh, in some ways, his case is, is similar to Gobert's. He's not as good, but he's, you know, there, there are some similar things there in terms of, style of play, uh, efficiency as a, you know, mid to high teen score, uh, yep. rebounding rim protection. Um, my third one, I, I, I went with Tatum like you did, but I'm not saying it with my chest. I, I, I'm not like popping out the North Texas mean green as I say <laughs> that. Uh, okay. So, um, I'm going with Zach Levine, although I, I really don't know about this knee injury. It's kind of something no one's talking about that they haven't given any. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it, you know, they didn't give a time 
table with um, with Durant, but they at least announced that it was an MCL sprain. They're not even saying, unless I missed it. They haven't even said what it is. They haven't said it. No, all they've said is he has no structural damage. That's all they've said. Right. There's been no report, but he's been out for a while now. But okay, he deserves to be. Um, he definitely deserves one of the spots. Um, and I'm going with Fred Van Vliet just because um, Van, v- Van Vliet carried them through their rough time where you know, the Raptors have, you know, they, they're on a long road trip right now and they've taken a couple losses, but he just, there were nights where they just didn't have much talent on the floor and he just absolutely carried them. He's um, playing 40 minutes a game too, every yeah. game. And like so he's just and, doing everything. Yeah, for yeah. And so like, I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you that Drew Holiday is one of my, uh, Drew Holiday, yeah, Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday and James Harden were my wild card picks. So, so, I, so they were the Drew other Holiday is making it, but I have immense, immense, immense respect for Drew Holiday. Uh, but Fred Van Vliet is the epitome of an, of what an all-star has been in this first half. And uh, he's also never been an all-star before. Um, and so, uh, I respect that at this point in his career, he's I, he's going to I think going to make his first All Star team. Okay, so the, for the front court, I uh, completely agree on Jared Allen. Uh, the Cavs deserve an All Star. The game is in Cleveland, and um, he signed a hundred million dollar contract and has been playing like a hundred million dollar player. He's been a huge difference maker. I think Evan Mobley will be an All Star if he stays healthy, probably ten more or more times in his career. Okay. Um, uh, his stats aren't quite. I, I, I'm not voting for Evan Mobley. I'm just saying. Yeah, Jared Allen, you, you know. He'll Mobley be a fixture. Just, He'll be a fixture going forward. Uh, yeah, Mobley rookie of the year this just, year, All Star moving forward probably. Yeah. Mobley is just as responsible for their defense as Allen is, but Allen has been mm-hmm. just otherworldly offensively efficient. Um, I will go with Jimmy Butler. I cannot give Jason Tatum a spot. I just can't, even though his numbers are very good. Give me the expected percentages, or whatever. Like it feels like every time I watched him, all he does is take contested long twos and brick them, and. Uh, my it, it's almost my my expectations for him are so much higher. I really believed, and I still really believe, that Jason Tatum can be an MVP. Like I, his talent level is like the he well, can remember, be one of the. T- Jason Tatum came into the season telling our colleague Mark Spears that uh, now I'm a top fifteen player and I need to become a top five or ten player. I he's would argue right. he's not a top 15 player and he yes. needs to get to that point first. So way, let's do it one step at a time. You've watched way more Celtics this year than I have Bontemps. But if I was a Celtics fan, I'd be bashing my head against a wall with some of the shots he takes. And it drives me crazy. And watching the Celtics must be why Bontemps hairlines <laughs> retreating like it's in transition <laughs> defense. Um, it's, yeah, the, the the game before that against the Knicks, did he not like go and be aggressive to the basket, and then he comes back the next game and like hoists up twenty bad shots? Yeah, against the Pelicans, he went to the rim time after time after time and scored twenty six points, even though he didn't make a jumper. And then last night he couldn't make a jumper. You I know. I just can't give my vote, even though his stats are those of an all star. And actually, I don't even so, think the Celtics deserve an all star, quite frankly, with the way they've played. So you got to give it to a third guy then. Come on. Yeah. So. um I'm and that's where the DeMar DeRozan being a forward part, not being a forward part, made it right. to where we're all kind of like wondering I, I, who we're going to I'm going to get skewered for what I'm about. To, you two guys are going to skewer me for this. Uh-oh. Okay. This will be I'm interesting. that. Bam Adebayo. Mm, no, no. You have to play a, a, like a certain percentage of games, dude. Stop um, it. He has played like 20-some games, and when he has played, the Heat are devastating. 
and uh, I don't like my other options here. Okay, that's um, that's fine. Hold on, I'm trying to find. Bam Adebayo Bam, has played especially twenty in, games. He's played twenty games, especially in this year where there's been COVID that is just hit. Like half the guys on this list have had COVID. Durant, yeah. Giannis, Embiid. 20, 20 games is Tatum. Twenty games is twenty games is pretty low. I, yeah, I, you have to play at least Bam, half the game. Half. Listen, listen, listen. I'm Adebayo not. I'm answer. not. This isn't. This isn't about how good Bam is. If if exactly. Bam had played, if Bam hadn't hurt his thumb, I would have him in the All Star game too. I I think yes. For as a to me, he's he's not quite played enough games. He hasn't played to, five games. He has been a huge difference maker for them when he's played. He's come back. And even though, I mean, Lowry has been out. Uh, um, Hero is now out in health and safety protocols. He comes in and just immediately just, you know, has them playing great. And by the way, the, the, a, the one... we, we, we are picking. I'm just going to say one thing right now. We are picking <laughs> our all-stars like two weeks before the, the, uh, the, the coaches pick the reserves. Let's see where you guys are about Bam Adebayo in two listen, more weeks. I, I'm not. I'm not. It, listen, you're you're getting very defensive about picking a really good player to make the All Star team. That if he makes the All Star team, I would be totally fine with. I, he's awesome. I'm not arguing about whether Bam's awesome. As of today, I don't think he's quite played enough of the season for me to pick him. But I I don't. I'm not going to skewer you for picking a really good player. You Nobody skewered me on the Embiid thing last year. I, yeah, I, you know, right. The same concept. <laughs> and, I, and, and I was just I, about to say, nobody gets more defensive <laughs> when they have bad opinions about great big men than Brian Windy Windhorst. Well, you say they're a bad opinion. Uh, you know, again, I voted for Embiid for rookie of the year when he played 31 games. I will stand on that vote to this day. Thank you very much. Check your Twitter. Um, check your Twitter mentions. There's a lot of people who think they're bad opinions. I don't check my Twitter mentions because I don't care what they say. I'll, I'll screenshot and send them to you. All right. So uh, are we all right? So Bontemps already don't do that. Bontemps already. Uh, <laughs> I'll, mute, I'll mute your ass on my uh, text. Um, uh, Bontemps already told us who his uh, reserves were. Um, yeah. My, uh, that, or Drew sorry, Holiday. Um, wild oh, my wild card spots. Drew Holiday. Ten and a half points better. The Bucks are ten and a half points better when Drew Holiday is on the court than when he's on the bench. Uh, very easy choice for me. Almost had him as the second guard. Thought it was him or Van Vliet. And sort of like Tatum, Harden was my last guy, sort of by default. Um, he isn't at the, playing at the same level he has in the past, but like the man said, he's still putting up huge numbers and yeah. still des- still deserves to be an all-star. So he was my Yeah, I seriously considered um, LaMelo Ball here and Darius Garland, mm-hmm. both of whom are playing super-duper well, both of whom are going to be all-stars um and even though harden has not been his level his numbers are still great and the nets have still won a ton of games and harden has been more he's been has been more constant than those other guys uh because Kyrie hasn't played now durant is out so um i guess because durant is going to miss some games i should go back and take him off my starter list right because he's missed some games right um according to you guys um, cause he'll be missing I, more games. Is, is, is Bam leading the league in scoring? 
I missed that. Is he? I, let me check. Hmm, well, no, no, just no, get he's back not. to me when you decide how many games that you know. Nineteen games, no good. Twenty-three games. Wait, twenty. No okay, good. twenty-seven hey, games. That's fine. Let that's me give you fine. a math lesson. Thirty-six, <laughs> twenty. There's a huge gap there. Okay, <laughs> let me let me get some scratch paper to figure out the difference. But it's a lot. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, you guys both had Jimmy Butler, if I'm not mistaken. He's played 27 games. So 27 games. Oh, that's definitely in. No, no questions asked. Definitely. I mean, oh, 23. I mean, no, I mean, no, out of no, a, I mean, out no, of no a, good. out of a, out of a 45 game sample, it's like what 30 percent more of the you season are, that he's played guys, on this top uh, 30, 35. But I'm, I went to college for eight years, unlike you're, you, so I'm better getting, at math. Why, you get you're getting so angry about us both I'm saying not, Bam's really good, but he hasn't I'm played quite angry. enough games. I'm not angry. I, McMahon, I is our guy angry or not? I'm not he seems angry. pretty angry. Um, either angry. either his AirPods are overheating or there's steam coming out of his ears. <laughs> I can't tell which. I'm not angry. I'm just saying it's hypocrisy. That's all I'm saying. How is it hypocrisy? I'm just saying like it's it's a ridiculous argument that if you if you get hurt and miss some games that you should obviously there's some sort of threshold but like it happens way too often he's played right? less than half the season i think it's fair to say i mean we're there's literally a repeat mcmahon we're back it's like we're going in a time machine well but it's the same it's the same thing and i'm bringing it up again and like let's say durant comes back in late february and for okay. the last 2 months of the season is a killer why are next, we having an MVP next, discussion now? What are we doing? We're picking all stars. I'm just, the, I'm just the, telling the, you. The next stroke goes in a happen. while. I know no. what will happen. Let's, let's say Durant's a killer down. Let's say he averages like almost a triple double over the last what? two months. We'll get there and you'd be like, nah. What? Why are, why got, are you doing his this right teammate, now? His teammate landed doing? on his knee so he can't win anything. You know how we say don't have the pod before the pod? <laughs> let's not have the, the <laughs> March or April pod okay. in freaking January. It's okay. It's okay that Jason Tatum's stats have taken a precipitous plunge, but because his teammate didn't fall into his knee or because, you know, he didn't get his thumb caught in someone's Jersey and well, miss, you know, a couple of weeks again, before he, like, again, no. again, bam, bam is awesome. He's played in 40% of their games. So I don't think that's quite enough to make the all-star team. It's if we are doing this, he's played in about half of their games. Okay. They've played we're, what? We're, 45 we are, games. 
45 percent we are agreeing okay. to disagree but it's okay yeah, like but, it's, but it's okay jimmy it's played 27 thing. it's okay put him right in okay, all right so western named, conference i haven't named my conference. damn wild cards yet oh sorry go Jeez, ahead Jeez, i mean the, the, the that's right the, i'm sorry winners winners has completely lost his mind again he's completely lost man. it the I blatant just, disrespect here oh my it's unbelievable so as, as I mentioned, Harden's going to be a wild card for me. I mean, say what you want. He's still averaging 23 and 10 for one of the best teams in the conference. Um, I did go LaMelo as my number two guy. Whoa. Uh, well, part of that is like it is an all-star game. The Darius want- Garland fan club. Well, that, that's why. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When we did the rookie class redraft, and it, it is saved here on YouTube so the folks can go find it, I did not pick Darius Garland above LaMelo Ball, sir. LaMelo Ball, uh, I believe I might have even picked Ball, well, but whatever. Listen, ball went, ball, ball went top five. I picked Garland at seven. What the people don't know is that for days, McMahon has just been sending texts about how great Darius Garland's been playing day after day after no, day. No, they after see day. it. He tweets it. Which was leading up to with all of the build up to I just I just I just put CC and and tag you two when Bobby Marks is singing his praise. All the build up to the shenanigans, as Brian put it, which I didn't think was going to become a Bam Adebayo shenanigans. It turned out to be that. I thought the shenanigans are going to lead up to being Darius Garland at Bam Man getting on the table, banging the table, saying why Darius Garland's got to make the All Star team. He said he doesn't even doesn't even make the ballot. Bull crap. He is because I'm I'm the commissioner. Sorry, Adam Silver. If I have to (laughs) if I have to get rid of the buzz and just go to the ball, I'm taking over, baby. So you're you're putting him in for Kevin Durant. Is that what you're doing? Darius Garland's getting in as an injury replacement, and then and then I'll put I'll I'll put you know. I'll put my favorite uh, We the North Smurf up in there, Fred Van Vliet. By the way, the, the Raptors are fascinating to watch because you got this little, this little, you know, huge Cajone so, Smurf. You, you tall guys. No. You tall guys. I mean, but it's like, it's like Van Vliet and then a bunch of six, eight guys with seven foot, 10 wingspans. It, they're so like, it, I'm on a pod. I'm on a pod with one guy who's screaming about putting a good player in the All Star game and saying we're terrible for, for thinking he's played screaming. a few too many games. And then we got the other guy who's just saying, ah, we got 12 man rosters. I'm going to make it a 15 man roster or just add injury. No, there's two injuries guy. They're like Levine I, I know, and Durant are playing. So doing here. I'm the I commissioner, just, dude. I'm sorry. Have some damn respect Foster. for the position. There's just, there's just, there's just no, we're just all over the place right now. I just, I just, just, just going to point out both said Jimmy Butler, absolutely in 27 games. No problem. Moving on to the next pick. Bam out of bio 22 games or whatever. Nope. Huge problem. I, I just want you to. You're, like you're going to have people thinking they hit you. rewind on accident here. My goodness. Let's get to the West. Uh, all right. Uh, Western. So, so you're, you're leaning on the fact that Garland will be in. By the way, he's probably right, five tenths. That's probably exactly what will happen. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, especially I he gets the, I don't disagree with that. Bump. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. All right. Look, if he, if, if, if DeMar DeRozan was a forward like he should be, he might have made my roster. I will say this: Demar Derozan deserves to be a starter. I guess he would be replacing Kate. Whatever. Yeah, let's, like, let's get to it, the it West. Doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It All right, doesn't Western matter. Conference deserves to make the team. Western Conference, uh, McMahon, you can go first with your uh, front, your three front court and two back court players. Yeah, and so do we want to cheat on positions here? That that that's that's well, the cheating happens all the time with this stuff. So yeah, so we so just here's talked the about Demar. So so yeah, so here's the deal: three must guards are Donovan Mitchell, CP3, Devin Booker. Those three guys have to be in the game. Those are the top three guards for, for the reserves. 
when I say, you know, are we cheating here? The question basically is, will Luca be named as a front court reserve or as a wild card? He's not had a Luca caliber season, but he's still unquestionably an all-star, especially with the Mavericks uh, having won 10 of 11 going into uh, tonight. It'll be the game. People know the result, but going into tonight against uh, the Suns, you know, I just watched him go 41, 14 and seven against uh, little Fred Van Vliet's Raptors. Um, so just so arrogant calling him little. So he, arrogant. he is, he is an, a, a, sh- a short little fella who is a phenomenal basketball player. I'm sorry. Like, okay. d- you know, as, and it, it, again, it's, it, he looks really short when he's out there with all his six, eight teammates who, you know, can join arms and, and stretch all the way back to Toronto. Um, so uh, uh, Mitchell CP three Booker, uh, Draymond or Rudy, whoever for me is Draymond. I had Rudy in the starter. And then I would have, I would cheat and put Luca as a forward. Um, if I can't do that, then cat would be my guy. Those, those six guys though, I have is have to be in the all-star uh, game as reserves. Okay. You might as well give us your seventh at that point. So, so my seventh, and you know, we can talk about Anthony Davis who number one, hasn't had a great season. Number two, how many games has he played? Let me check. Oh, okay. He's played, he's played 27 games. And so, you know, I'm, like we can talk about Andrew Wiggins, which I think is a bunch of, you know, I shout out to Ray Ritter. He's won a whole bunch of PR awards. This is some of his best work. <laughs> um, I'm going to go off the beaten path and give a shout out to DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray mm-hmm. is putting up more than 19 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, and two steals per game. There are two guys who have had seasons, and this is, you know, your pick your stat, stat head search, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying, when you're in this kind of company, it's pretty eye-opening. I did the stat head search yesterday, and I uh, – anybody want to guess the other two guys in NBA history well, who have tweeted, done that? It's, you tweeted it, and I saw it, so I'm not going to Yeah, I didn't say. see it. Oh, I, I did see it, but I forget. Just, just tell me. I don't want to think. 1988-89, Michael Jordan. 1980-81 Magic Johnson. When you're in that kind of company, again, it is a, you know, select the stats. I'm not saying he's Magic or Michael. I am yeah, saying because he because the two steals, the two steals part of it invalidates a lot. It's hard to average two steals. It is. It is. And so, he does. He does it. He's, he's, a, yeah. he's a really good defensive guard, and he's a nightly triple-double threat. Had another one against o- o- OKC. Um, you know, and to me, oh, the Spurs don't want to run. Okay. Swap him out for Andrew Wiggins and tell me if the Warriors are better. You know, give me a break. Here. Yeah. So Pop actually, um, Pop had this. This he said this the other day. He was very matter of fact, but he goes, he's an all star without question. But because we don't win, he's not going to make it. Um, which might have been like a psych out type of thing. Yeah. Um, you know the crazy thing? Um, there's been some chatter in the league about whether the Spurs would be willing to trade him. Uh, either they better get a whole lot either at either maybe maybe not during the season or but next summer because there's been kind of this belief that the Spurs sort of have two layers of young players you know they have like uh, Derek White, Dejounte Murray, Lonnie Walker um, I don't know if you'd count Jakob Pertle in there kind of close to that range and then they have like this um, you know, Devin Vassell, 
uh, Josh Primo, uh, Keldon Johnson, you know, kind of level. And there's been some discussion about whether the Spurs, because the group that they have right now isn't, you know, really good enough to do anything, whether the Spurs might move out that sort of older, younger layer and then just recommit to this and doing, doing sort of a full rebuild. And some of it is related to what Greg Popovich is going to do because, you know, around the league people, some people thought that this might be Pop's last year. Um, uh, he need the Spurs need 26 wins overall for him to become the all-time winningest coach. People thought he might get that record and then hang it up. Then it sort of got out there that Pop actually wants to stay and doesn't want to hang it up. And that he would may, he may sit there on and help lead this rebuild um, you know, Becky Hammond leaving the Spurs and taking the job with the uh, Las Vegas Aces. Some people thought that was an indication that, you know, that she didn't think, she, you know, Pop was going to be leaving and have a chance at the job. So she took that. There's a lot of people who are trying to read the tea leaves with the Spurs. And part of it is, you know, Pop has his own mind. Then there's R.C. Buford. Then there's Brian Wright, who's really their day-to-day general manager. Like, you know, they have, may have different, different, you know, viewpoints on the directions of the franchise, but long story short, DeJounte Murray is having his best season and no one talks about him at all. And yet when I talk with executives, there are some teams that are like, we're preparing to make an offer if he might become available again, I'm not saying he's necessarily available right now, but, um, but they, if they decide to do that, McMahon, they would absolutely be selling high. And so you know, I respect that you are shining some light on him, quite frankly, because he is having a great year. I think he had his triple double Wednesday night. He had a triple double yep. in the third quarter. Yeah, and and I mean, this guy he's playing is, great. He's he's uh, you know, he, the the only thing he doesn't do really well is shoot, uh, and it, he's not a terrible shooter, but he's not a good shooter. But man, you're talking about a guy who he's really good in the mid range, though. He just yeah, doesn't shoot threes. Like he's, he's good he's, in the mid range. He's great getting out in transition. He's a great passer for a. Good, he's one of the best, if not the best, rebounding guard in the league. Uh, makes big you know, time clutch great plays defender. too for them. Like he gets he he's ripped the heart out of a few teams down the stretch of games, just making big shots and plays. I, I've I've he's been really good this year. Really, yeah, and, really I, and I'm also making two trips to San Antonio over the next week. So I'm trying to get some, you know, I'm trying to get some like free tacos or something out of this. <laughs> there's great Italian food in San Antonio. I realize people, it's all, you know, it's about the Mexican food there, but there's great Italian food there. That's pop. He'll point you in the right direction. Um, okay. Uh, Bontemps, why don't you just give us your seven since he just. My did. seven were pretty straightforward. Uh I do. I didn't have Dejounte in mind, though he was one of the guys I had listed as a consideration. But my forwards, because I had Draymond starting, were uh, Rudy Towns and Paul George. Thought they were all pretty straightforward. A Donovan Mitchell and Luca in the backcourt, and I had Chris Paul and Devin Booker as the wild card spots. And I well, thought all just of them hold were on. Let me look up how Paul many George games has played twenty six games before oh, you get into your into your twenty six. Okay, twenty six check. Twenty seven check. By the way. At 26 ain't play. going up. Probably not going to play any more games because no, of this elbow thing. Not. So just so yeah. you know. Okay. Right, go ahead. Sorry. I already said all of mine. You were too busy uh, filibustering <laughs> about a point I, we I, didn't I, argue with in the first place. What were the – so the guards were – I'm sorry. I missed it. I was looking up. Yes. I will, I will repeat it again as you were making you. noise. Uh, Rudy <laughs> Gobert, Carl Towns, Paul George, Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. I think they're all pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, so uh, I 
you know, for the guard spots, just out of respect, Booker and CP, they've been not only they've been awesome, but they've been awesome in the clutch. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not a that's not a slight on Luca. I just I just think they've been awesome. No, they've um, got the best record in the West, and and it's getting to the point where it's not that close right now. Right. Um, so I I'm I pick Paul George, knowing that he's probably going to um, be uh, uh, not an injury replacement. Replaced. Decent, yeah, a decent chance. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Gobert because I had Draymond in the starting lineup. And so the last spot here was difficult because the, the two wild cards for me are Donovan and Doncic, the way I structured it. Yeah. Um, uh, so this is the hardest, the hardest call, the last forward uh, spot for me. So, or front court spot, I should say. So Carl Towns, so Anthony Davis is his, his numbers are very good. Um, but I kind of put him almost in like the Tatum spot as he hasn't played well by his standards yeah and you know he's missed a bunch of games but as you you know he'll be he might be back and be playing i assume he's supposed to be back by the end of the month but um and you know you know towns is a bit of a polarizing player because some people think he puts up empty empty um uh, empty numbers because his team never never wins but they are having a better year and they're better in better position Mm -hmm. and so I, you know, if you're asking me which player I'd rather have on my team, I'd rather have Anthony Davis. Um, but because I think Anthony Davis is underachieved by, by his standard, I'm going to go with Towns in that spot. And it'll be very interesting to see how this actually plays out because Anthony Davis has, you know, he's going to, he's up there in the fan vote because he's a Laker. Um, Anthony Davis is highly respected by his former teammates. Or by his, I'll be uh, very. Peers, su- I'll be personally very surprised if Davis makes the All Star team. Sure I don't way. think he will. I don't think he will. Um, but when the, when the players have to write it down, and they come to that same line, and they're looking at AD and Towns, I wonder how the players are going to to vote. I, Especially that this is going to maybe come down to the player vote because the I media, just don't. I, think I don't think Towns. he's. I don't think he'll get any media votes. Well, no, the, the, the reserves are the coaches. So I, uh, oh, to me, right. like, yeah. I mean, maybe if, if, yeah, so I don't, I, I don't think, I mean, I could maybe see Davis getting, being like, say, replacing Paul George, maybe, but I, I don't think he, like, to me, Towns has clearly been superior to him this season. I don't really think it's debatable. Uh, there, there, yeah, you, you can say Anthony Davis is a better player. I'd rather have Anthony Davis on my team and I can't argue against that. You cannot tell me Anthony Davis is more deserving based on this year. There is not one single reasonable argument. Oh, well, the, you know, the Lakers would be better if, if AD was healthy. No, they're, they're under 500 when he plays. They're 13 and 14 when he plays. They well, are, commit, well, they okay, are a commit. minus when he's on the floor. The, the yeah. Minnesota Timberwolves are tied with the Lakers in the standings. They True. are a, a pretty significant plus when Cats on the floor. See, so the, 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 the empty stats argument this year is all starting the table. lineup. Their starting lineup is the best five man lineup in the league this year. Right. Yeah. So, so th- there's so, there's no reasonable argument for for AD over Cat this year. So um, okay, Commissioner, if uh, Paul George or Draymond or both are out, um, are you putting Anthony Davis in with one of those spots? Keeping in Probably. mind that he will. By the way, I also realized that I, I got I got the the uh, <laughs> reserve math wrong. I put three guards and two front court guys, so I'm definitely cheating and, <laughs> and putting Luke in. And uh, right. he, yeah, so anyways, <laughs> but my the numbers are going to be the guys are going to be the seven will be the same, but I'm going to have to get creative with the positioning. Ah, oh, wow. So, 
So keep in mind, Anthony Davis will, you know, he's starting to do some workouts. He could be back by the end of the month. And you know. I'll be very, I'll also be very surprised if Anthony Davis is not the first commissioner's replacement for yeah, the All-Star. Yeah, I, I, I would be. I'm, I don't have Paul George on the team. I do have Draymond. So there will be at least one, you know, I mean, we can talk about Anthony Davis. People are going to talk about Andrew Wiggins. I think there's more deserving players. I think Brandon Ingram's having a better season than him. I think, uh, honestly, I think Porzingis is having a better season than Wiggins. I think Desmond Bain's having a better season than Wiggins. Yeah, Desmond Bain is is interesting. He's- here's the be- here's here's the question for the Grizzlies guy: Who's the more deserving second All Star, Desmond Bain or Jaron Jackson Jr.? I I, I, I I at times think it might be Jaron Jackson Jr. Well, at times Jackson has not had a good offensive season. He has really been great defensively. Like he's he's putting together an all defensive caliber uh, season. But Bain has has been you know consistently. I think their their number two guy offensively is is. I would say Bain has been their second best player this season. Uh, Jackson, I think, has a obviously a a higher ceiling long term. All right. Well, that has been our all-star selection podcast. Enjoyed it, guys. Loved it. Loved every second of it. Thank you for listening, and thank you for watching on YouTube, which uh, you can see. If you listen to this podcast, you can you can uh, see it on ESPN's NBA YouTube channel. Thank you to Jackson, our producer. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you to Andre, our other producer, now that we're YouTube stars. Come on, dude. I mean, geez, Louise. Adios, amigos. Disappoint me right to the end. <laughs> <laughs>